Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 24th day of March. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me on this Thursday's edition of the Deeper Daily Podcast. I am in Genesis 39. Yesterday, I tried to lay out two things we were going to try to cover in a podcast, and of course, I'm long-winded. I get sidetracked. We covered one, and the one we left out was the thought that don't allow your moral decision-making to be based upon externals, and I didn't really clarify what that meant, so let me start there today. What I mean by that is you are better than to make the decisions of your life based upon outside circumstances when you have the internal guide of the Holy Spirit. So don't just determine if it's right or wrong. Determine if it's good and then flow in it. And this will keep you from being bound to ideology or loyal to political party or societal ways of thinking. Rather, you will listen to that internal voice of the Spirit. In a church sense, in a religious sense, a lot of people take their moral code from what their local congregation tells them is moral. And that can be everything from how they dress to what they eat to when they worship. And there is great value in the peer pressure of societal structure, for sure. That societal structure keeps some people in check in ways that they probably would not, that would be of great offense to the rest of society if not for that peer pressure. But I'm talking about don't wait on the list of externals to show you what is right and wrong because if you do, you will be prone to taking your righteousness based upon your ability to do and to don't. And this is what happens when we get in an environment in which the law of God, and that comes in a lot of definitions, that could be limited to the Ten Commandments, or in extreme circumstances, it could be anything on the written page, regardless of covenant, that you find in the Bible, And then it it could also reach into whatever your local assembly thinks is right or wrong. You start to determine your spiritual value based upon your ability to do those things. You might be thinking, what does this have to do with Joseph? Well, when you begin in the seventh verse of Genesis 39, it introduces us to the master's wife, Potiphar's wife, who is eaten up with lust over Joseph and and repeatedly asks him to sleep with her. He keeps refusing her, refusing her over and over. And as you read from, say, verse 7 down through verse, well, he goes to prison in verse 23 because he's accused of trying to molest her. We know as we read the verses that he didn't, but his master heard his wife's cry Instead, it kind of tells you he probably knew nothing happened. He doesn't kill Joseph. He just throws him in prison and sort of leaves him there to rot. And the Lord goes into prison with him because wherever you go, the Lord goes. That's for another podcast. 
But what you will not find is Joseph saying, it would be wrong according to the law for me to sleep with you. And why don't we hear him say that? Here's what he does say. Eight and nine. Look, my master doesn't know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There's no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And here's my question. How does Joseph know it would be a sin against God? And you might be thinking, well, because you're not supposed to commit adultery. And my question in reverse would be, how does Joseph know you're not supposed to commit adultery? There is no Ten Commandments. So, how does Joseph know that it's wrong to sleep with his master's wife? There's something inherent about it, yes. There's something that screams, you are subservient. There's something that screams, this isn't yours. Don't take what isn't yours. But my question is, what is that something that screams? You could say, what's well, human consciousness. It's the societal construct of morality, whatever it is. But the point, I think, of this story is that for everyone who tells you that you won't know how to live right unless you have daily recitations of the law, I say, how did Joseph know how to live right? And there wasn't even a law in existence that said, thou shalt not commit adultery. The point is... There's good and there is evil. And good and evil are not always the same as what is right and what is wrong, but good and evil will be ministered to you by the Holy Spirit. And you might say, well, Joseph didn't even have the internalization of the Holy Spirit. I don't know that you have to have the Holy Spirit internalized to hear his voice from time to time. But let me tell you something, having the internalization of the Holy Spirit sure does help in more ways than I know how to list. I've seen that in my own life. So when I say don't allow the externals to determine your moral path, the externals can be fine, but you don't decide your path based on don't do this, do this. Rather, listen to the heart. And the heart... You, you, you could take Old Testament scriptures and say the heart's desperately wicked, but not yours. You're one of the sons of God. I just taught this on a recent Tuesday evening. The reason you can see God is because you're pure in heart. That's the evidence of pure in heart is that you see God. It brings the heart into clarity and focus to see God personified in the face of Jesus. Joseph is not a new covenant man. He's living in a pre-old covenant world. But Joseph is living like a new covenant man, one who hears the voice of his father independent of the instruction of the law and still makes the right moral decision even though making the right moral decision puts him in prison because just because you go down into some form of captivity does not mean you put yourself there. Sometimes you just go. What I want to show you tomorrow is if you go, he goes. That's good news because you're going to go into some tough places.
We'll start there tomorrow, and I'll see you then. God bless.